Welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students, a multi-part podcast series that gives college students the knowledge and tools to handle their financial situation during and after college. Your host for this program is Professor Frank Longo of Centenary University. Please note that before making any financial decisions, please seek sound financial advice from a financial professional. And now, here is your host, Professor Frank Longo. Hello. And welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students. Thank you for joining us. Two very well-established companies that attract investments from many first-time investors, retired investors, and generally cautious investors are in the news. These companies are AT&T and Verizon, the telecommunications giants. There was a time when AT&T was known as the investment for widows and orphans. In other words, it was well suited for those who relied on on their stock investments for a source of reliable and secure income, specifically dividend income. It consistently paid a dividend that was considered to be high, as did Verizon. These are significant companies that provide widely demanded goods and services and accordingly generate or used to generate significant cash flows. This is why so many investors own their stock. Before we get to the specific reasons why both AT&T and Verizon are in the news today, let's provide some background. During the first half of this year, the Standard & Poor's 500 gained 15%, while AT&T stock fell more than 13%, and Verizon fell by about 6%. Both of these companies have a great deal of debt and rising interest rates increase their expenses. Also, a slowing real estate market decreased the demand for services such as broadband. And that was not good news, but the news went from bad to worse. In early July, the Wall Street Journal produced a series of reports on the environmental impact and potential liability arising from both companies. AT&T and Verizon. They both use lead cables to protect copper that is part of its wiring system. The report found evidence of more than 2,000 lead cables, but it warned that the number could be much higher. The report also indicated that the soil around the cables contained elevated levels of lead. Additionally, an unspecified number of underwater cables and pole cables, that is, cables sitting on top of poles near homes, schools, and businesses, those were revealed to contain lead also. The report alleged that this lead was causing people to get sick. The U.S. Telecom Trade Group indicated that neither it nor regulators have found evidence of lead contamination or exposure that was a public health issue. We should note that lead cables have not been used since the 1960s, but as we said, they remain on poles and underwater. The financial impact of the Wall Street Journal report was swift and substantial. In the days after the report was issued, AT&T stock fell by about 14%, and Verizon fell 
about 10% in days after that. Both stock prices have fallen substantially and have experienced some gains. Overall, they remain down. This was especially bad news for cautious investors whose main objective was to collect dividends, even if stock price growth was expected to be low. The stock market is known for overreactions to both good and bad news. So one of the questions is, was the market's reaction to the cable issue an overreaction? The answer, as usual, depends on who you ask. A recent Wall Street Journal article entitled, Lead Cables Will Be Dead Weight for Telecom, says the stock price declines are not an overreaction since very little is known about the extent of the lead problem. Brett Feldman of Goldman Sachs said, and I'll quote, we do not believe it is possible at this point in time to estimate the materiality of this potential risk, including the extent of additional costs, if any, or impacts to network transformation timelines. In my view, if we don't know the extent of important risks, then we likely don't know if there is an overreaction. Citigroup downgraded AT&T stock this week, and spokesperson Michael Rollins told clients that, and I'll quote, we are unable to specifically quantify financial risks. And he added that the issue is likely to remain in overhang for the stock's value for at least a few months and maybe more, end quote. The liability issue is further complicated by the fact that the cables in question were placed into service a long time ago before the split up of the original AT&T. At this point, we don't know with certainty who owns many of the cables in question. Some experts think the issue can be quickly resolved, while others expect lengthy delays. Environmental groups have already called for removal of the cables. Lawmakers could get involved as the communication industry is vital to the nation. And if they do, it is likely to stretch out the resolution of the issue. AT&T provided its opinion on the issue. As it said, it is already dealing with the cable problem in a court case involving Lake Tahoe, Nevada. It said, and again, I'll quote, although the journal seeks to raise the specter of a broad public health issue, lead-clad telecom cables that make up a small part of AT&T's network. Based on its records, AT&T estimates that lead cables represent less than 10% of its copper footprint of roughly 2 million sheath miles of cable, the overwhelming majority of which remains in active service, end quote. AT&T added, more than two-thirds of its lead cabling is either buried or in conduit, followed by aerial cable and with a very small portion running underwater. There are varying costs of installation, maintenance, and removal, and that depends on the cable type. In a recent conference call with Wall Street analysts, AT Investor Relations provided important information about the risks associated with the lead cables. It said, if there is a risk, it is minimal. Minimal health risks, minimal, minimal cable exposure, minimal financial risks, and it can be remedied over many years. An AT&T spokesman said, we view 
the Lake Tahoe case as highly constructive on all telco and tower stocks that were impacted. AT&T stock analyst Gregory Williams from TD Cowan estimated that AT&T will spend $246 million per year removing lead sheathing cabling from networks. A Goldman Sachs analyst, Brett Feldman, said that AT&T has decided not to proceed with the removal of two telecom cables from the bottom of Lake Tahoe. According to the filing, AT&T has always maintained that its lead-clad telecommunications cables pose no danger to those who work or play in the waters of Lake Tahoe. But in 2021, AT&T agreed to remove them simply to avoid the expense of litigation. And that was according to Mr. Feldman. He added, however, recent reporting by the Wall Street Journal has placed these cables at the center of what it claims to be a national public health crisis. The filing further states that based on AT&T's repeated testing of these cables, it has serious concerns with the Wall Street Journal's testing methods and the reliability of its results and reporting. AT&T wants the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency to look into the issue. So let's get to the bottom line. There's much more to be learned about this lead cable issue. Much more study is needed, and the EPA needs to weigh in on the issue. That is after a careful study. And many more facts need to be developed and evaluated that include the number of people suffering illnesses from the cables and the severity of the illnesses. Much has not been said about that. From an investing point of view, the stock market has reacted quite severely to the Wall Street Journal report. The price of both AT&T and Verizon have been volatile. This includes large price declines, followed by smaller price rises as investors go bargain hunting. My bottom line is that any report, no matter how well-intentioned, needs to be critiqued and analyzed. The Wall Street Journal report is no exception. Another point, it is very well known that the stock market overreacts to news. This is no exception. Should investors buy AT&T or Verizon stock now? If you are a cautious or new investor, I would say no. I would look for companies that are not dealing with substantial uncertainties and that have good growth prospects. Neither AT&T nor Verizon is likely to grow its stock price substantially and raise their dividends anytime soon. Both companies were struggling before the lead study was published. So right now, I would say there are likely better investments, and we will discuss them in the future. So what if you currently own either AT&T or Verizon? Should you sell it now? If you do, you are reacting to what may be an overreaction. Investors who have a portfolio, that is those who own a number of companies and don't rely on AT&T or Verizon dividends to live, they could consider holding on and waiting for a turnaround. I think both companies will weather this storm and recover. The telecommunication industry is too important for the country, for these companies not to survive and thrive. They are actually needed in our everyday lives. So I expect these companies to manage 
these problems and eventually turn around. The question is, can the investor wait for that to happen? And what if in the meantime, while these issues are being explored, the stock price falls further or if dividends are reduced? That can be troublesome to many investors, especially the cautious. So we will continue to monitor these companies. I think they are important companies and we will follow up on them and provide you with our opinion as the facts are further developed. Until the next time, stay calm, cautious, and purposeful. You have been listening to Dollars and Cents for College Students with host Frank Longo. The opinions on this series are those of the host. Before making any financial decisions, be sure to consult with a financial professional such as a certified financial planner. For more information, visit cfp.net.